0: Are these more, do you hear more words of blessing and affirmation? Or do you hear words more of doom, gloom, depression, stress? What do you hear coming out of your mouth? Because your mouth is a road map and it has a destination. Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another edition of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on Sunday mornings, we've been in a series entitled, Watch Your Mouth, and it has been exciting. And I pray that you've been blessed by this series. Now, today's message is part number four in that series, so we're going to zoom right on in it. But before we do, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you find our channel. Check for Kingdom Rock TV in the menu section, and I know that you're going to be richly blessed. Tell a friend and let's share a miracle. Alright, without any further ado, here comes part number four of the series, Watch Your Mouth, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. That are here this morning with us live here in Kingdom Rock Church. Hallelujah! And we also want to welcome our online community, online community, wherever you are all around the world, we want you to know that you are part of this service, and we welcome you, and we are praying for you. Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community, hallelujah, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are, and uh, we just want to let you know that we love you. Amen? All right. Well, let's go ahead and go back to James, the third chapter. James, the third chapter, verses one through 12. We're going to go ahead and read this, and then we're going to go further on in the series. All right, and so it says here, uh, James, the third chapter, verses one through 12, and I thank you, Father, for your great peace at this moment. My brethren, uh, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many ways we offend All. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm." Wheresoever the governor listeth, even so the tongue is a small member, and boasts great things. Behold how great a little, rather, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is itself, Rather, and it is set on fire of what? Of hell. For every kind of beast and of bird and of serpent and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men. Which are, after, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doeth the fountain send forth uh, at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, uh, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh hallelujah so for the past uh three weeks this is part number four we've been dealing in the same chapter and we've been mining out nuggets and let me tell you what's going to happen at the very conclusion of this and why we are going through this because listen as you master the power of your tongue as you allow the spirit of god to use the power of your tongue not only will you change but your circumstances will change and the world around you will also change. Are you hearing me? You will notice how your life becomes better and better and better and better. Hallelujah. As you heed to what the Lord is saying about the power of your tongue and you learn to watch your mouth. Are you hearing me? All right, so let's go back now, and we're going to look again at verse 3 and verse 4, and then we're going to go further. We stopped here on last week. we want to do just a little bit of recapping and then go further. It says again, verse 3 and 4, Behold, we put bits, although the word bit again means bridle, uh, in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, uh, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whether the governor listed. Now we said, uh, we gave you a principle last week that the tongue operates through, and we see this here in verse three and four, through this principle, the principle of pain, pressure, and release. Uh, the horse is turned through pain. Uh, the boat is turned through pressure. And both the horse and the ship are trying, they're moving to find relief. Pressure, pain, relief. And we gave you one of the saddest examples of this principle when it came to Peter. Remember we talked about Peter in Matthew 26 chapter when he began to deny the Lord because the enemy was putting all this pressure on him, all this pain on him. And at every turn, rather every time the pressure was put on him, the pain was applied. He turned in the direction that the enemy wanted him to turn, and he lied on every occasion. And he ended up with a far greater pain than he had before. Are you hearing me? So we saw this principle of, of Pain, pressure, and release. Now, remember, the tongue of the immature will quickly find its will quickly move to find its relief. Uh, quickly move away from the pain. Uh, it wants to quickly move away from the pain to find relief. Now, some of us may find relief by lying. Some of us may find relief by cursing or by fussing or by saying uh, other or saying bad things when we are hit with pain or when we are hit with pressure. Remember, when you are squeezed, something is going to come out. Right? Now, obviously, um, when we are mature, more mature, and we understand that we need to watch our mouths, we won't be so quick to speak. Right? We looked at that also in James, the first chapter, James 1, verse 19 and 20. This is how it reads in James 1, verse 19 and 20. 20. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak, um, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So again, be quick to hear the matter, slow to speak. And that slow to speak will simply mean for us not saying something in that moment. If you know you're full with full with um uh some form of a you know a, a really bad emotion whether you're really angry yeah. really hostile whether you're really furious maybe you need to just slow it down and tell the person i'll get back with you as soon as i can let me talk to you let's finish talking about this at the end of the day or at the end of the week or let me just get back with you yeah. when i am not filled with that rage because we're, we remember that we are held accountable for every word that we speak are you hearing me? So again, it is a devil that, all, that is often behind the scenes uh, putting pressure on you or forcing moments of pain in an effort to cause you to say something that will doom or that will bring destruction to your own life. The enemy knows everyone in the satanic kingdom knows that you as a born again believer, that you have more power than they do. The Bible says that greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. The devil does not have power in his kingdom to curse you or to destroy you. But what he can do is to set you up in periods of pain and pressure in an effort to cause you to say something that will bring doom and gloom to your own life. Something like, I'll never be anything, I'll never have anything, you know, and, and all this, is, so you're bringing that into your own life, you're welcoming that stuff all into your own door, into your own front door, by the words that you have spoken out of your own mouth. Are you hearing me? No, but now listen, the Holy Spirit leads us in a different way. Let me show you about five things, five ways that the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit uses us, and how he will speak to us, and and how he will influence you to speak in the right way. Number one, uh, the Holy Spirit leads us uh, through the spoken word, rather through the written word. He he leads you through the written word. Uh, He also leads you through the spoken word. He can speak to you directly or have someone else to speak to you. Much like today, uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is also giving you counsel. He can speak to you also through an inner witness. You just know, uh, I'm supposed to do this. I need, I need to do this. He can speak to you through a dream. You know, many times God can deal with you in dreams. Not all of your dreams are from God. We understand that. Some may be because of that pizza you ate the other night, and some can be demonically inspired. We understand that. He also can uh, lead you through anointed counsel and also through your circumstance. Many times a current circumstance to lead you in the way that you should go. But the enemy will always use will always um, use pain and pressure to cause you to say something that will doom your life. Are you hearing me today? Now, I also want to bring to you another principle that is found in verses three and verse four. We're gonna spend just a little bit time with this. All right, so the first part of this, of the principle of pain and pressure is used by the enemy to cause you to say something that you shouldn't. And once you say something that you shouldn't, the whole house can fall down. Relationships can fall apart. And remember, words are like feathers in a bag. Remember we gave you that example before? A father tells his son, uh, or gives his son a, a pillow filled with feathers and tells, I'll wait till you guys get finished there. Okay a father gives uh, his son a, a pillow filled with feathers, and he tells his son, take this pillow outside, and I want you to uh, let all the fe- feathers out of this pillow. Let them all out, right? And uh, then the father says to the son, go out and grab them all, bring them all back in. Well, it's a windy day. That's nearly impossible to do, right? All right. So it is for your words. Once they go out, you can't get them back it's going to strike something, it's going to do something. Even when you are by yourself, you can speak a word against somebody, and that word can go out. It will go out. Now, uh, if a word, if you're sending curse words at somebody, if that curse is causeless, it won't stand over there. In other words, if that curse uh, goes forth and that person is innocent of what they of what you said that they have done or said, that curse won't land on them, but will happen. What will happen is that that will turn around and come straight back to you. Amen. Are you hearing? Yes. Bible's very clear. What you sow, you will reap Amen. and words always boomerang. Remember the father said, so is the words that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, void, but it shall accomplish the thing that I've sent it forth to do. So are your words. Your words will accomplish. It will go forth and it will come back to you. And again, it is those words that we, will, that we will, uh, are held accountable for, that we will be held accountable for on the day of judgment. Jesus says that, right? Yeah. So understand something. Your words will go forth. And they will come back. They will go forth and they will come back. And they will bring you things back. You send out a curse, it's bringing a curse, a nice curse basket back to you. You send the words out with a blessing, it's gonna send back a nice blessing basket to you. Are you hearing me? This is why you have to watch your mouth watch your mouth, all right? So we gave you that principle of pain, pressure, and relief. The enemy uses that to squeeze you to say something that you shouldn't, because you'll actually see further on in that you will live in the environment of your words. You will live in the environment of your words. If the Lord would allow our eyes to be open, and if you would um, go to your home or go to your car, or wherever, you would see little words laying all around you. Your words have formed the furniture. Your words have formed the house. Your words have formed the relationship. Your words have formed all this stuff all around you, all around you. If your life has been full of cursings and you've cursed this and you said this and you said that, well, then your life has formed all of that stuff because you'll understand that your tongue is the wheel of your life. W-H-E-E-L. It is the wheel or the steering device of your life. You live now in where your life has been steered. You live now in where your life has been turned. This is where you live. We'll get to that. Now, there's another principle in verse three and four that that I pray you hear that I really, really, really do pray that you hear. The first principle is pain pressure, and relief. The second principle here that you find in verse three and four is the principle of direction or the, the direction principle. Because humans, all humans, no matter whether you're saved or not, all humans will go in the direction of their words. All humans will follow in the direction of your words. As we said last week, you may not always do what you say, but you will always uh, you will always say before you do. You'll always move in direction with your words. Are you hearing me? Your mouth is the steering device of your life. You can move either in the direction of blessings or move in the direction of cursings. Uh, you can move closer to God or far away from God. You can move closer to people or, or farther away from people because of what you say. I guarantee you, everyone that says I'm married or in a relationship, words has something to do with it. And if you spoke the right words to each other, you probably got married or probably going to be married. You would say, I'm with you and you with me. Not merely by what you did, but by what you said. Amen. Oh, by the same token, those that say, well, we're in divorce now. We don't, I don't see so-and-so anymore. It's probably because of something somebody said. I wish I could get some talk in here. Your life, your relationships are steered by the, by the bit in your mouth or by the rudder in your mouth. This is the direction principle. Now, understand this. Please hear this your daily conversation becomes the roadmap of your success or your failure. Let me say that again, your daily conversation becomes the roadmap of your success or your failure. Let me ask you this question, what do you hear coming out of your mouth on a regular basis? What do you hear coming out of your mouth on a regular basis? What do you hear? Are these more, do you hear more words of blessing and affirmation? Or do you hear words more of doom, gloom, depression, stress? What do you hear coming out of your mouth? Because your mouth is a road map and it has a destination. You will live where you have spoken. He said, "My life is cursed." I can see that. Your life will manifest your words. Let me say that again. Your life will manifest your words. This is why it's this is why it's 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 uh, more than ever. It is true that you need to watch your mouth. So right now, we're just going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you for your loving kindness and tender mercy. We ask that the blood of Jesus would wash our lives away from every negative word, every curse word that we have spoken, every word of doom and, gleam and uh, gloom and doubt and unbelief. Father, we ask that the blood of Jesus would cleanse us now. We we sweep our lives with the blood of Jesus. We sweep our homes, our relationships with the blood of Jesus, and we declare them cleansed and washed by your precious blood. And, and we ask, Father, right now in Jesus' name that you would empower us by your spirit to be begin to speak life into uh, all these other areas of our lives, to speak life now, to speak life and blessings and encouragement, that we may live in that. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, what's your constant confession? Now, if you can point to your constant confession, then your life is going uh, in a certain direction. Uh, Don't allow, let me, this is why it's, it's necessary for you to have a, some sort of confession list, something you say on a daily basis or every once in a while at least. Because your confession list is your roadmap for your entire life. Amen, amen. Whatever you say, your life will turn in that direction. Yes. I'm telling you now, through the word of God, just like the horse and just like the ship, whatever you say, your life will begin to turn in that direction. How be it slowly, but it will turn in the direction of your speech. So if you don't like where you are now, you can turn. Now, here's the thing, too, that I know the Lord told me. I want to tell you this, too that Father, our Heavenly Father, will allow you to live there in the world that you have created. Now here's a person, let's say there's a person that has spoken curses over their lives, that that has, that has spoken curses over their lives, they have spoken doom and gloom, and if we were to follow them around with a tape recorder, Or just borrow the uh, FBI recordings of your life or the CIA recordings of your life. Somebody got a recording somewhere in this technological age. But whatever, I digress. If we were to listen in, just take one week of the things that have come out of your mouth, would they be more negative or more positive? If they are more negative, then I about know that where your life is, where your marriage is, where your relationship is, where your finances are. I about know that that most of the time you are stressed, you are worried, you are fearful. I about know that, and you live in that. And not only do you live in that, people around you can sense that. I about know that there's chaos in your home. You created that. But if your, if your words are more positive positive than negative, if you're declaring the word of God of your life, if you are affirming people, you are encouraging them, then I know your life, you'll have less conflict. It's going to have to be because your world, your world is created by what you say, by what you speak. Your word, your world will turn in the direction of your speech. Are you hearing, are you hearing me? More blessing will be in your life. So you can either do one, two things. You can leave. You can either go from here and just say, you know what? I heard that great. You know, I'll just I'll I'll try my best not to say bad things anymore, and try to say some more positive things. I'll try that. I'll I'll, I'll try that. Well, it may work for a little while, before you get right back into the same old rut that you've been in for how many years. Or you can be strategic and say, Lord, I'm going to take me a pen and a piece of paper, or I'm going to break out my phone or my pad, and I'm going to begin to make a confession list of things that I will say over my life, of things that I will speak over my life. I will take control by the Holy Spirit of the direction in my life, and I will begin to steer my life more toward blessing and the, and the, and the word of God and the power of God of my life. I will begin to confess well, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a righteous and holy man of God. I'll begin to confess uh, that, uh, that I submit my life unto the Father and I resist the devil and he flees from me. I'll begin to confess I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I'll begin to confess by the stripes of Jesus I am healed, I am healthy, I am wealthy. I'll begin to confess, um, you know, I'll begin to say these good confessions and it's good for you to have many. Maybe take some sort of Bible promise book, if you like, and just begin to confess God's word of your life. Be strategic and say every time, every day at so and so time, I'm going to declare this. You know, this is things that I've had to say. I've done this. I went. I I even went as far as uh, not only to make a list, but I also recorded my own words. Took my phone and I recorded my myself saying my confession so that I could hear my voice. There's no one else's voice that is more powerful and meaningful to you than your own. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. So I began to say this. I let myself hear this. If I don't hear from anybody else, anybody else, I'll say it to myself. Amen. Amen. You're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty man of God. You're strong in faith and power. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're yielding your life to the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing? I'm saying things that mean something to me. It means something to me to be led of the Spirit. It means something to me uh, to, be, to hear the voice of my shepherd and follow his voice. And that I flee from the voice of strangers because I don't know them. That means something to me. I'm not sure what will mean something to you. But you make that a part of your list and you be deliberate about saying, about saying the right things of your life. And then avoiding saying all the negative stuff. And your life will turn. Howbeit, slowly it will turn Amen. in the direction of your speech. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. This is a principle of direction that comes as a result of what you say. Did you get that? Yes. All right. That's, now let's look. Let me show you something else. Let's go to <clears throat> go back again to verses five through eight. Let me read this for you. Verse 5 through 8 says again, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Uh, and the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and, is, and it is set on fire of hail. Uh, verse 7, for every kind of beast and a bird and of serpent and of, and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is, un, it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, all these on the negative side is how our tongue is in its natural state. In its natural state. That is, if you do nothing, this will happen. Yes. If you just ignore the word of God, ignoring, try to, I mean, here again, this is, this is the natural state. As I said before, you don't have to teach a baby, you don't, you don't have to teach a baby to lie. As the baby grows older, it will lie. There's no such thing as a lying school for children. Well, we come and teach your children how to lie. That's natural in the child. There's no school that where you have to teach the child how uh, to be stingy or how to be greedy. That's already in the child. You have to teach the child how to share, how to tell the truth. So in the tongue's natural state, it is this way. But the tongue that is yielded to the Spirit of God can be used in great measures. Instead of for destruction, it can, uh, it can really be used to um, bring forth life and peace. Now, verse five, and y'all, y'all sit with me today. Verse five says this. It says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. First of all, we need to respect the tongue. Learn to respect your words. Learn to respect your words. This has nothing to do with your education, with your background, with the color of your skin, what country you come from, your nationality, nothing to do with that. If you were born and you you were born in the image of God and all mankind was created in the image of God, you have power in your tongue to shape and turn your life. Whether you're born again or not, you have power in your tongue to do this. Listen to this same verse, verse five, out of the New Living Translation. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand, grand, that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Okay, then verse six really breaks it down. It says, and the tongue is a fire. Are you hearing me? Amen. Your tongue is a fire. Say that, my tongue, my tongue is, a is a fire. All right. That's biblical truth. Your tongue is a fire. Now that can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Now let's just go through this because this is a lot and we're not going to get, to get to it all today and I, I pray that you guys are, are still with me. It says again, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. That is what it can be. Iniquity meaning lawlessness or sin. It can be that. It doesn't have to be that. It can be that. It was not that in the mouth of Jesus. It was not a world of iniquity, a world of iniquity in the mouth of Jesus. So it can be a world of sin in our mouths or it can be a world of blessing. You have to make that choice. Are you hearing me? The tongues of a fire, a water of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. Look at the next phrase, that it defileth the whole body. So your tongue can defile your whole body. It can defile your whole body. Your tongue can affect your whole body. Now, body here is not only talking, it is talking about this, your flesh, yes. but it is also talking about the body of things around you, your body of works, the totality of your life. Your tongue can affect your life. And it can, if a defiled tongue, rather, if a tongue has iniquity in it, lawlessness in it, if a tongue is full of sin, it will defile you. Now, what does the word defile mean? The word defile means uh, to be spotted, to be stained, polluted. Uh, It means to spoil. But listen, defile defile means that uh, this thing was once clean. You can't defile something that was already dirty. It was already if it's already dirty, you can't make it I mean I guess you can make it more dirty. But defile means that there was this this thing was once clean, but something spotted it, something stained it. Let me give you this example. There was um uh, there was a certain person, a certain young man, uh, he was at a picnic, and uh, uh, they just had hot dogs and hamburgers and all that on the grill, and he went over and got himself a nice hamburger, fixed it up real nice, put it on the bun there, ketchup, mustard, and lettuce, tomato, and you know I mean, he fixed it up just like he liked it, a little hot sauce, you know, all that stuff. He put it on there just like he liked it, and he set it down on the table for a moment, and he walked away. Well, the neighbor's dog came over. Neighbor's dog came over and got into his food, licked it and and bit it and chew it and and all that stuff and and belched on it and all that. And I think it had, had a bit of gas and it did other stuff on it too. And somehow somebody saw it and picked it up, put it back on the table. Well, he knew, the guy came back and knew something happened to it. His burger had just been defiled. And a defiled burger is not going to be eaten. That's right. That's so what do you do? He took it through it in the trash, right? It's defiled. It has no more use to me. No more use. It is out of order. Yeah. It was in order when he put it down on the table. But when he came back, it was very much out of order. Very much spotted. Very much spoiled. Very much polluted. Yeah. Are you hearing? Yeah. And you tossed that away. So again, your mouth... A mouth, your mouth can pollute your life. Your mouth can pollute your life. If it is, in fact, a world of iniquity, a world of sin, a world of lawlessness in your mouth. Now, listen to this. Now, the question is, how can, how can a life be spotted, polluted? How can it be? And that answer to that is actually in the word, in the word defile. Say with me, defile file is broken into two words, D. D E, de, meaning uh, do the opposite of. We can say deactivate that, right? Or, or we can say, um, if it's a king up there, we can say dethrone him, dethrone him, meaning the word D can also uh, mean remove, right? So we say defile, defile, do the opposite of or remove. Now the word file uh, has to do with an orderly arrangement of things. Placing, somewhere, placing something where it should be. Placing it where it should be uh, or where it should go so that it may be used for a future, at a future time or date, right? All right, filing system. Anybody, has anybody ever seen a file before? You put papers in a file and you put them away in a filing cabinet, right? So they can be used. It's an orderly system. So what happens when you are defiled? You remove yourself from God's orderly system and arrangement of things. You remove yourself from where you should be, where you can be used at a future date, future time. You have defiled yourself. And how are we defiled? We are defiled by the words that we speak. Once we are defiled, oh, the paper's out the folder now, out the drawer out the folder, and now it's, now it's over there on the floor, and somebody comes around it, and somebody steps on it, you know, and now, oh, somebody wastes some Coca-Cola on it, oh, it is defiled. Because it was then put somewhere where it ought not to be. And we can put ourselves where we ought not to be because of the words that we say. Are you hearing me? this is why this thing is so important. Let's talk about this defilement just for a moment, then we'll close out for the day. Don't want to give you too much. And so again, it says the tongue is a, is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. Now, if we look at Matthew 12, Matthew 15, Matthew 15 verses 18 through 20, Uh, Matthew 15, verse 18 through 20 out of the King James version. And this is how it reads. It says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Look at um, Matthew 12, verse 34 through 35. And it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the Evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So if it's in you, it's going to come out of you. And once it comes out of you, it will defile you. It will defile. So remember that word defile. Remember that defile because the blessings often come at a certain place at a certain time. Opportunities often come in a certain place at a certain time. And we can all say, we can all, we may realize that, man, I I should have been there. I should have did that. I I, I should have done that at that time. I, I I missed out on that. I missed out on that opportunity. Man, why wasn't I there? And so and so happened. You were out of place. You were defiled. And that took place because of something that you said. Something that you continually say over and over and over is taking you out of place. Are you hearing? Oh, this is wonderful. But you can also say words that will bring you back in the right place, as witnessed there in the book of Romans, uh, the 10th chapter, Romans 10. We'll look at this, Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, and we'll stop here for today. It says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, there's your mouth, your words, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, then what will happen? You'll be saved. The whole body saved. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you can either speak in line with the word, speak, you can speak in line with Christ, and, you see, and you're going to see good things happen. But remember, if you've heard nothing else today, and I pray that you hear this, and we're gonna stop here. I pray that you remember that your mouth is your roadmap. And if you don't like where you are today, you say, I should have more, I should be in another place, I should be, well then, that's, that's okay now because you know that you can begin to steer your life in the right direction. And slowly but surely, it will flow in the direction of your speech. The word of God gives us these principles that we can live by. Don't stress out about where you are. Don't stress about what you have or what you don't have. Don't you have to stress, up, stress out about it. Just begin to speak in the right direction. In other words, turn the car in the right direction. Get off this expressway and get on the, w- the one you're supposed to be on and put your foot on the gas and leave it on the gas. And eventually you're going to get to where you're supposed to be. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. But life will move in the direction of your words. So Father, I want to take this moment and just pray with, uh, pray with our online community and those of you that are here in the house today. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Online community, I want you to know that we love you greatly. And I pray that you will allow this word to transform and shape your life. And I pray that you'll also share this message with a friend so they can be encouraged as well. Take these principles to heart and be blessed by them. So now let me have a word of prayer with you and uh, those of us that are here. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your people would hear your voice and that they would respond. And Father, I pray that every word that you've spoken will land, would land in the place where it should be. And Father, I pray that this message will be transformative and that you would give your people the words to say, give us the words to say that will transform our lives and move us in the direction where uh, where we should be father i pray that those that are defiled would be cleaned will be repentant and be filed back in the proper place and father i pray that from this moment forth lives will changed be healed delivered and set free bless my friends today i ask you this father in jesus name amen